Oh, God. It's been like a weird fever dream. Rob, Rob, are you there? Yeah, yes, I'm here. I've been here the whole time. Uh, Where were you and uh, how are you and how are you feeling? You know, to be honest, I'm a little bit dizzy. I woke up in a new place, but all of my stuff is here. It's been, I don't know, it feels like a topsy-turvy world where the UK is no longer part of the EU. There's a Trump surrogate that's been hired to headline a cable news network. And I have all these extra tickets in my Ticketmaster account that are for events that I can't even get to. Yep. Yeah, you're back with us. Oh, God. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, I guess if that's the way the world is right now and I'm talking to you, then that means that there are probably other people listening to us. (laughs) Um, Both of them? So, (laughs) uh, well, welcome back to uh, Radio Podcast, episode 16. Wait. You mean this episode is going to be a shit show like the rest of the year's been? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even have Boris Johnson as special international relations correspondent. Is he on later? Oh, I hope not. I'll just I'll, <laughs> I'll mute his mic. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I got some reading to do. We'll try and catch you guys up on everything. <laughs> well, we try and get caught up on everything. <laughs> yeah. There, there is way, way too much. So, welcome to the Pracy Show. Yeah, it's good to be back, everybody. Here we go. (laughs) Top Stories Flint Napping. Well, I guess everybody's been caught flint napping on water quality around here. We've been gone for, I guess, what, a month and a half at this point? So we've got a little bit of just follow-up and catch-up to play uh, with everything that's been going on in Flint. Uh, I guess our first story is dated June 22nd, or 22nd June, uh, and the Michigan Attorney General... Um, filed formal charges against uh, the water company and the engineering firm who recommended the switch in the drinking water supply. That can only be good news. There's definitely grounds on which that should be considered. They knew it was the wrong thing to do at the time. They were just looking to try and save somebody money and make somebody money for somebody else. It just and how many more cases are this are out there? I think it's it should be good that the Michigan Attorney General is doing that. And does this set precedence? Yeah, the uh, the so the charges are acts and omissions constituting professional negligence, fraud, and public nuisance. Those are the official the official charges. So I'm uh, kind of keep an eye on this lawsuit. It's a civil suit. It goes hand-in-hand with the April charges that we recorded on, the uh, felony criminal charges um, against the uh, Department of Environmental Quality officials and the uh, City of Flint official um, 
for their negligence. So, um, yeah, we will keep an eye on all of these, you know, legal matters. The day after the charges came out, which was June 22nd, so June 23rd, the EPA gave the city of Flint residents the official all clear to drink filtered tap water. At this point, a lot of the residents are saying, oh yeah, yeah, we'll trust you guys. No problem. Um, so the, the whole, even though they have the legal official okay, I think uh, everyone's going to be kind of leery for a while. I, I still feel very much that a sympathy with everybody that lives there because I don't know that many of them would be able to afford to move out to get somewhere where they felt safe and from what we've seen of other stories cropping up around the country that are similar to this um, was you made mention of uh, Philadelphia do I have that right that there's Mm -hmm. a a similar issue there well Uh, not that there's an issue there but that um, there was a group of concerned citizens who has been raising issue and finally, you know, got the okay of the Philadelphia city council that they, they pledged uh, this past Friday, July 8th, that they would be starting uh, another round of testing of homes specifically in the city's most at risk areas. Um, So, you know, Flint has, spurred action in some places we reported previously this is definitely not an isolated incident you've also got um quite a long list of schools specifically around the country that have been testing positive for lead in drinking fountains um because schools have old pipes yeah especially schools in big cities. They're old buildings. They're buildings that have been continuous use for 50, 60, 70, if not longer, years. When you've got that, uh, there's lead. Uh Uh-huh. So. And that leads to cognitive issues. mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically in children. Um, I mean, I know part uh, part of this move that uh, I did, I had to sign my daughter up for a new elementary school and I had to sign a waiver that, um, you know, she didn't have to undergo a a blood draw lead test because we never lived in a certain, you know, list of zip, zip codes in the state of Maryland that are known to have lead in their water. You know, we've just been lucky that we've not lived in those zip codes, but, you know, it's 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 everywhere. Yay! Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Some things don't change. Should we move on from this? Yeah, let's let's move on to another depressing story. Brexit. Well, much has been covered about the news story that the United Kingdom decided to go nuts and just vote for the UK to leave the EU. 
Uh, it's a phenomenally bad decision, and I think uh, what we're going to see is if it goes through, if Article 50 is invoked to end the UK as part of the EU, that we will see Scotland leaving the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland returning to ERA and um, England paying for a lot of the support that Wales needs and the Welsh probably voting for their own independence and bye-bye UK, bye-bye Great Britain as once it was and hello Little England because that's what the Little Englanders voted for, which was mostly the old people. But one of the main leaders of this thrust is... Alexander Boris de Pfeffel Johnson. And I don't care if I pronounce he that. He is I also know. your new... Foreign Secretary. Foreign Secretary, yeah. He, he. Well, London is like a different world as compared to the rest of Tory England, so he has a little bit of foreign policy experience. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. No? You don't no, think no. so? That's not uh, at all comparable? No. No, he's the kind, he strikes me as the kind of kid that would come to your birthday party, play with all your toys before you had a chance to unwrap them, criticize the cake after having eaten half of it, be really miserable to everybody, throw up in the middle of the hall on the way out, and then complain about the party being terrible the next day at school and trying to make you miserable. That's what that clown head little <clears throat> strikes me as. Did you but, just censor yourself on our I, podcast? <laughs> For even for our podcast, I had to censor that. Okay. Because you do not have the time in this episode for what I bleeped out. <laughs> it's late. We both want to go to bed. Uh-huh. And that was about a five minute string. All right. That's fair. But Boris <clears throat> Johnson. The festival uh, is not that hard to say. I don't know why you keep beeping yourself, but okay. <laughs> If, if only that was the part that I was bleeping. <laughs> now, one of the things that struck me as, as amusing, because there's, there's all the other stories about all of this mess, and it is unconscionable that Cameron got the country into this position. And it's good that he's gone, but he should have been ridden out on a rail. Is um, Boris's uh, former wives, who... Um, were Allegra and Marina. And I'm sure that all of our listeners are fully versed in the history of the Austin Motor Company and will be aware that, uh, well, all right, so Allegra is close enough to Allegro for my purposes that I think Boris is a bit of an old car fan. Uh, I, I think he likes to get into a bit of an old clunker, if you know what I mean. Uh, I've no idea what his wives are like, and he's really disrespectful to them. But they married him. So, joke's on you. Um, Is it rolling over every morning and having to see that hair punishment (laughs) enough? Sticking out from the top of the duvet. (laughs) Oh, I married the creepy scarecrow. Yeah, I I can, to me, um, Alexander Boris full. Johnson is sort of like the clown out of Stephen King's it. That that's just that's all I see when I see him. Yeah. It's it's a crazy psychotic clown and he has no idea what he's done. Both he and the other lunatic Farage and um, I am claiming the word Farage now to be a fabricated series of lies, half-truths and misleadingness for political gain 
to be a Farage. I know that doesn't okay. really make sense, but no, it doesn't. It does. It makes entire sense. But yeah, the whole lot. Uh, so we are going to draw a line underneath this article because I'm done with Brexit. I am Brexiting Brexit from this episode. So moving on. I really want bacon and eggs with Heinz baked beans. Ugh. Oh come on, they're the good ones. They're the tomato without the extra sugar and then and the pork and ham and other stuff that's put in them. It's really good. Trust me. Trust me. Alright, moving on. Rio, hell no. We have opening ceremonies of the 2016 Summer Olympics starting in days here. And um, I can't believe they're going to go ahead with it. Yeah. Things are not any better since we last talked to you. Things may be worse since we last talked to you. I think I'm going to go with worse. Yeah. Um, So let's pretend that um, all of you know that they found dismembered body parts on uh, the Copacabana Beach, which is like literally right next door to the beach volleyball courts. And let's give it credit. They found some parts, so not all of it had been dissolved Uh, by the waters. Okay. Um, and, And I'll even... Pretend that you guys know all of the bullshit about, you know, the way that the uh, fire and police departments down there are basically rioting um, because they haven't been paid in so long. Um, My favorite part of that is them at the airport holding a sign that says, welcome to hell. Yeah. Because they haven't been paid in... A very long time, a significant amount of time. Most of us know that if we missed a paycheck or two, it's gonna hurt. And this is, and this is more than one or two paychecks. Yeah. So this is what a Trump presidency would look like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. The mayor of Rio de Janeiro has not uh, declared a state of emergency. He has declared a state of catastrophe. And even um, that seems mild. Yeah, this is, it's, it's going to be a, an absolute shit show. Let's, let's take a step back. I don't know if you guys have heard, there have been some issues with the uh, water quality that is in the, the beaches, the areas where the outdoor swimming events and the sailing events, rowing, um, are supposed to take place. Well, uh, there have been, you know, ongoing water tests to ensure that the water quality is getting better. And according to the lead researcher in the area, um, a super bacteria has entered the city's waterways based on the raw medical sewage that the local hospitals have just been dumping into the water. So there's that. <laughs> uh, uh, almost makes us want to go back to Flint. Yeah. I, I, you know, lead or super, super antibiotic resistant super bacteria. 
That's a close call, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, this, this, uh, here we go. German Paralympic sailor, uh, Heiko Kroger said, um, that, that it's a nice sailing area, but every time you get some water in your face, it feels like there's some alien army entering your face. <laughs> I keep my nose and lips closed at all times. It might be advisable to just wear scuba gear while sailing just to be on the safe side. <gasps> He he went on to say that he believes that the super bacteria caused a severe skin infection, or he believes it caused the severe skin infection in one of his teammates during a recent training. So, you know, these guys can't even get down there to, to train, um, as evidenced by an Australian Olympian who was mugged at gunpoint just outside of the Olympic Village because, again, the police and security down there is basically non-existent. If it had been inside the Olympic Village, it would have been a javelin point. (laughs) Well, it said they were confronted in broad daylight. It was 7.30 in the morning. They were right near their accommodations, but not within. And there were other people around, but nobody came to their assistance. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, uh, screw Zika. <laughs> there are much more real and human uh, issues going on that uh, need to be addressed. And and with all of these problems, and, and I think this is my favorite story that I've found. Um, <laughs> this is earlier this week. Um, so... Uh, Again, I'm going to assume that all of you have been keeping up with some of this news that the the Russian Olympic contingency, uh, the track and field contingency, has been disqualified from the Olympics. Well, um, the International Association of Athletics Federation, the IAAF, um, has rejected all Russian athletes from all international sporting events which means the entire russian contingency is not eligible to compete however <laughs> they're going to show up with umbrellas they're showing up anyway yeah yeah the 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 russian athletic federation and the russian olympic committee are basically and, and the russian ministry of sport have all continued their preparations for the 2016 games and uh, are basically just kind of like, yeah, well, uh, we have been training, so we will be there. Pardon the horrible Russian accent. <laughs> I've given some pretty horrible accents in the past, so it's only fair that you deliver. <laughs> you, you keep up our proud tradition of terrible accents. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, it's yeah. It's not this, just me. Uh, We've got, we're down to four weeks, and uh, yeah, my, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I think I can sum up my feelings by saying that these Olympic Games are being played on the deck of the Titanic. <sighs> Shipping joke there for you. Yeah, it, well, you know, I, I could have water bought, quality would be better. That, that is true. I could have tried to bring in Britannic as well and tie in the whole Brexit thing as well, but... Um, you drew a line under that, sir. 
I know, I know. That's why I didn't. It was, it was there to be played, but I didn't. I, I held back. I, I let you cover it in a very responsible journalistic manner. For that, I apologize. Yeah. Since when are we responsible or journalistic? It's late. Okay. Moving on. Main story. Bye-bye, Bugle. Well, I'm, it isn't a full goodbye, but it's definitely enough of one for us to recognize here. The Bugle that we have known and loved for so long, that brought us together, that brought so many of uh, you know us together with you guys. With our friends through Facebook and so many other places that the international call of the Bugler. Yes. It's a pitiful um, cry. <laughs> uh, Somebody help me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got the news uh, on on June third that uh, a date that our, will live forever in infamy. <laughs> our own little Johnny Hollywood uh, did not have the time to spend on our free form of entertainment <laughs> because doing a half hour on HBO. A few times a year was too much of a commitment. <laughs> Thanks, J.O. What did you F.O.? You see what I did there, Johnny O? See what I did there? That's, some, that's comedy, that is. On a par with Zaltzman. <laughs> so, yeah, we will have to get our... Uh, we'll have to get all of our Oliver on YouTube or last week tonight. And uh, now the Bugle is not dead. John Oliver's just no longer going to be the other half. Uh, so it's going to be out of tune. It's going to be like somebody stepped on the, the bell end. And it <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll sound sort of like the Ghostbusters siren of bugles. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy said in their goodbye announcement that he was going to be continuing the bugle this fall um, with a rotating bevy of guests who would be joining him to discuss the news. Hopefully it will be good. Hopefully it will be someone who can appropriately groan through pun runs. And uh, I think his sister's due to be on it as well, which would be good because... She's fantastic. Yeah, and she knows him well enough to tell him exactly when and where and how to get off. (laughs) It's true. Helen Zaltzman, we salute you. (laughs) In, a, in your pre-bugle mode. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah, I think the, you know, there have been a lot of names that have been floated. Um, you know, uh, Wyatt Snack, like you said, Helen Zaltzman. I think it has has potential. It'll be different. Maybe they should have given producer Chris a turn up front because he's funny. I, I'm going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. I do like Chris. Yeah, that's everybody's secret. Oh, fuck you, Tom. (laughs) Now that's taking it old school. And for all of you who have no idea what we've just been talking about for the last five minutes, whatever, you have your homework. Uh You have a beautiful back catalog of material to go hunt, find and enjoy. And then you'll get to the end of it. And the feeling you're going to be left with 
is when you've watched that last episode and you go, I can't wait for Firefly Series 2. When's that out on Blu-ray? And then here's Serenity. Good luck not crying. (laughs) Through the whole goddamn thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm a leaf on the wind. Too soon. Always too soon. It's too soon. Always. (sighs) All right. I think... I think there's only one way that we can send this this segment off appropriately. Rob. That's taps, right? Yeah. I'll see if I can find the other one. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Audio cryptic dot to dot. The solution to the audio cryptic word search is going to be coming up in a special sub-episode as we confirm that the single entrant is the winner. So, spoiler alert, if you entered, you won. Steal it. So, now now that we're done with that, and as we look forward to our audio-based interactive gaming experiences, Rob, what the heck is the audio cryptic dot-to-dot? Uh, well, I hope you weren't going to ask me that because um, I actually hadn't scripted beyond this point. I so, see that. So, <laughs> there's a big blank space. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I got tired of typing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I have a picture. So the, the concept of uh, audio cryptic dot to dot is, is very simple. But as is with all the simplest games, they're very complex. Exciting, right? Uh-huh. Right? Right? <sighs> all right. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've got nothing else. So we're going with this. Okay? Okay. I'm happy with this. I'm going to sound like a fool. Like Should we tell everyone to pause the podcast, go get a pen and a piece of paper, because it's on? <laughs> uh, and maybe, if I can even get around to doing a, a little starter guide for this, we'll put it up on the website. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to read the numbers of a dot-to-dot, and the relative speed with which I read them indicates the amount of curvature between those dots. Uh-huh. Told you it was simple. The premise is beautiful, isn't it? I can see you're smiling. Oh, is it a grimace? They look the same. Uh... So, we'll start with the top left corner. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Hold on, I lost my place. Twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, mm. 32, mm-hmm. 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, and 42. There. I made a sailboat. 
Is that right? It's supposed to be a bugle. Oh. Yay! Maybe if you looked at it as though somebody had... St- oh, that's very pretty. I Isn't like that. that. Nice? It, yeah. it, if you turn it and crinkle the page a little bit, it looks like somebody stood on, yeah. a, stood on a bugle. Yeah. We're going to pretend this didn't happen. It's going to go in the episode anyway, isn't it? Yeah. We got nothing else. <laughs> Welcome back. Alright, this is Diana's happiest part of the episode when we get to say how you can check us out and we'll be back next time because it means she's free of me for two more weeks. <laughs> I mean, oh, I have to go two whole weeks without your beautiful sunshiny face. <laughs> uh, we both record this in the dark. <laughs> but you guys can't be, shouldn't be in the dark any longer. You can contact us at www.radio-podcast.net You can come check us out on Twitter at underscore radio podcast. Come see us on Facebook at radio podcast. That's R ampersand D-I-O podcast. What else we got? Do we need anything else? Uh, there's the email addresses on the website, so if people are really bored, they can actually email us directly and say, that was great, that sucked, uh, and about the same part of the same episode from the same person. And maybe That's we'll true. make them a winner, too. <laughs> oh, and if you need an easy way to tell friends and family about this awesome podcast that you listen to, uh, soundcloud.com slash radio podcast. We're there all the time. All the time. All of it. Mm-hmm. And now the words you've longed to say. Oh, Mr. Secord, will you please play us out? used in the production of this podcast have been obtained from Free SFX. They are available at http colon slash slash www.freesfx.co.uk